Welcome to Left On Wed. Bite-sized tips for people getting hitched. Georgia Fletcher. Adam Seeney. In the same room. How did we get here? In this part of town. We're talking about magicians at weddings. Abracadabra, you're married. No, you could have a magician at your wedding. We could. Today's topic is... Booking vendors. Booking them. We're going to be talking about all those vendors you need to book in, things you're going to do to book them in. We're going to talk a little bit about budget. We love talking about money. We do. I'm like my Scrooge. Twiddling your moustache. So we're going to go through a whole bunch of vendors that you may need to book in, that you're thinking about booking in, how to talk to them. All the sort of jazz that's next on your wedding planning journey. Don't Should you we get stuck journey? in? Let's get stuck in. Georgia, throwing a softball to you. I want you to name some uh, vendors. How long do I have? You have 11 seconds. That's so precise. And you're going to name as many wedding vendors as you can. I want your to try and beat you. begins... Well, it's not very fair since you're going first. Your time begins now. Celebrant, photographer, videographer, musician, stylist, florist... Guest book, venue, caterers, bar staff, magician. <laughs> but within the subcategory oh, of oh. musicians, I was going to say ceremony music, canapé music, reception music. I think that you got everything. Did Except get... MC. Except MC. Wedding coordinator and wedding planner. Wedding planner. I could have continued. Yeah, we're going to do a whole episode of wedding planners, so we'll leave that. Lawn games. Lawn games. Audio guest book. Audio guest book. We're going to do a whole episode on guest books. <laughs> Uh, so you, yeah, you've named a whole bunch of things there. You name it, we've got a topic. You name it, we've got a topic. And the question is at this stage, where, do, what's first? Where do we start? Because that's a whole lot of people. It's a whole lot of people. Let's say that ideally you have a date that's probably a year out, which is probably what you see, uh, most commonly in the industry. Would you say? Mm, I would say nine to 18 months is really a sweet spot to shop around without yeah. getting overwhelmed, too stressed using that time as much as you can. So once we have our date, our yep. venue, yep. we look at our favourite celebrant. Because <laughs> yeah. what is it without a celebrant? It's just a party with no wheels, baby. And it's, it's all bets are off. Ways to go uh, sidetracked. So Excellent. Now, one of the things, so we might start with our celebrant. So just like last week, we talked a little bit about how to find your perfect venue. Vendors are kind of similar. Uh, you might have referrals or word of mouth that help you along, directories. Your venue may have preferred suppliers. So we came Correct. back to that around when we talked about venues and that they might be sourcing local people, people who have used the venue or been at the venue plenty of times. They know their way around. Particularly important as you book a photographer so they know all the magical spots to take you on your journey. Journey. Correct. For your wedding. Not necessarily saying if a photographer hasn't been to your venue that it's going to be a disaster, but mm-hmm. people do say quite often when a photographer knows the venue well, they're going to know the little sweet spots to go and hang out and get the nicest shots. In saying that, if it's a bucket list venue for them, they may be really, really excited to get there, yeah. do a lot of research, go stalking on all the social media platforms to find all those little bits to take you on that journey. So I feel like finding the venue probably is the most tricky part once you're there you kind of have a lead through to the next steps because you have for one you have a location so we can say okay we have our south coast venue and we want to get local vendors oh yeah jump on instagram and hit the tags and you'll see like people that have worked there all that sort of thing 
so I think the big, well, who are the big vendors that you should lock in sort of straight away? What should you be looking at? Celebrant Photographer. Yeah. They get booked really quickly out of the game. I know uh, the next year for me is pretty booked up. It sort of just happens that people do that. So you want to sort of get in there before other people do, basically. Oh, the sorry I booked email is one of the so worst sad. I send emails. more sorry I'm booked emails than hey, I'm available emails. I agree. Mm, this what makes me problem. sad. That's very sad. I cry. Every time I send one, I cry. <laughs> because every time <laughs> you also send them to me because you're booked yeah. and then I'll send them back to you. Yeah, and then I cry because they that come That would back be to overwhelming me. for the couple. That would be overwhelming for the couple. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. Like a boomerang. Like a boomerang. Okay. So you get your photographer booked in. Yeah. You get your celebrant booked in. Mm-hmm. And we've got some nice big vendors booked in. Uh, but before we book with them, we should book in a Zoom. Yeah. A vibe check. Yeah. Make sure that what we see on social media, what we hear on social media, the word on the street matches the vibe we get over Zoom. So what do you do? Do you, when people email you, do you offer them to sit down and have a quick chat over, over Zoom? So usually what will happen is I will send them the link and it's a Calendly link so they can look at my availability on a calendar. They select the time that works for them and it generates a Zoom link and it's all good to go. It takes out that back and forth of, when are you available? I'm free tomorrow. Oh, I'm free next week. Blah, blah, blah. Cuts out that, which is great. Then on the Zoom call, it usually goes between anywhere between 15 and 45 minutes, depending on how carried away we get. I also only have a basic membership to Zoom. <laughs> oh my God, Georgia. <laughs> I pay for Zoom for the record. <laughs> anyway, so we keep it within that 40, 45 minute mark. I'm usually answering questions around what couples want to know about what a celebrant will do from the moment that I am booked to the day of their wedding, what the process looks like on the day, so that I can cut out some time for them as they celebrate shop if they choose to do so really good to have a comparison between at least two to three different people in that area if you have time there are time and geographical challenges that people face when booking those zooms and that's okay we have busy working lives and then a wedding it's another job and i think that um those calls that you've just outlined are pretty similar across the board for these type of vendors so photographers like to do them as well just so they can get a bit of a vibe of who you are and who uh they are Mm. and you just talk through the day with them and you can just because these are the people that are going to be probably more than your guests more in your face all day talking to you so it's good to know that you like them and that you want to talk to them uh and get a good understanding of who they are and if they sort of fit the vibe of your day because essentially you know they should feel like a guest they should feel like they're fitting into your whole party and also the photographer is one of the first vendors that you see on the day so you want to be matched with the level of energy that you want to feel for the rest of the day and for the celebrant that's the person that's greeting all the guests. So with their powers combined, you've got to like their voice, like their vibe, mm. because they're setting the tone for the entire day. Yeah. And once you've got these people booked in, so you might uh, you might meet with your photographer over Zoom, and you go, yeah, I love their work, and now I love their vibe, and they've outlined everything for me. Great. I'll book them in. From there, they'll sort of prompt you along the way of steps to when you're going to meet up and, and chat and when they need run sheets or whatever. So... Once you put them in, it, it seems overwhelming at the start, but I think it's important to know that uh, people you're paying people to work for you, mm. to prompt you, to do things for you, and that all sort of happens naturally once you're... You're paying professionals to do a job, basically. So what are vendors going to need throughout the planning process? So we've set the scene, we've got our date, we've got our venue. Now we have our celebrant, 
our photographer. Maybe we've dabbled in some other outside vendors like a florist. They book up well in advance too. They are a labor of love and passion, those incredible florists that sometimes may style for you. You may have extra room in your budget or some other really important key vendors that you may like to have on your day. What will they need from you in those initial stages of booking? They may need a booking form, a deposit. To lock it all in? Lock it all in, put it on the calendar. I would say, yeah, most will send you uh, a booking form, a contract, something for you to tick and sign. Make sure you read it. Read it. Beforehand. I've never heard any issues, but just... No need. I never signed anything before reading them. Tick a little box. Uh, and then most will ask for some sort of non-refundable booking fee. Uh, because once you are locking this into their calendar, they are blanking out that date for you. They might get inquiries after that. They say, no, that I am not available for. That's what you're paying for. And they're starting work for you. So usually about 50%. Are we talking yes. 30%? Very eager beaver. E- get that in the bank account. E- <laughs> Beavers, 50%. But you're probably looking, yeah. I think a lot of vendors would say a 50% booking fee is what... Really depends on their total cost, yeah. I think. Uh, so, let's say we've got those big vendors in. Uh, we've, got our, we've got our photographer. We've got a great florist who we talk to, and they, they sort of understand the brief, which is great. Sometimes they set up a mood board. Some people love Pinterest and mood boards. Yeah, if you've got a Pinterest. Canva documents. Oh my God, that's so you, isn't it? Do you have a Canva premium? Yes. But you don't I'm have a Zoom. teacher. You don't have Zoom premium, but you have Canva. Teachers get Canva Did you do free. lockdown? Oh my God. I did. Don't But I keep Zoom it within premium. 40 minutes. So funny. Time management. That's so funny. Savvy. Um, okay, okay, so then who do we book next? So let's say, uh, yeah, that lovely florist is booked in. We've got a great venue. We've got the date. Now we have to start thinking about our entertainment. Ooh. So there's a few avenues that you can go down. Uh, we're talking about music, basically. Mm. Uh, starting at the ceremony, uh, if you want live music, you could get a soloist or a duo, something like that. Band. Band. And I think one of the big questions, Georgia, that people ask is band or DJ? Yes. And also, will they do the entire day? Mm. Mm. Because sometimes it's very hard to find someone that they love that will do just the ceremony or ceremony canapes because, you know, looking after themselves as a business, they will make more money by booking a whole day package rather than blocking out that time just to have that tiny little ceremony shift. They would be better off having the whole day, but band or DJ definitely... A big question. Yeah, and it's all up to preference. Both can bring different vibes. Uh, obviously, the live band vibe it can be very interactive. Not saying that a DJ cannot. Uh, it's just also personal preference. There's different styles of DJs as well. Some people are like, I just love the tracks, the way they sound, but I want a DJ who will actually mix. You could have a saxophone for both. You can have a saxophonist with your DJ as well if you want that live element which I really love there can be a saxophone in did a band did you have a band or a DJ 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 yeah mm. I had a DJ as well we had a uh, record DJ cool plugs yes. vintage stylus we love that vendors supporting vendors we love you uh, and I, I like what you were saying before is book someone for the whole day so if you do want ceremony music quite often you'll find that there will be a band that offers that as part of their package or sometimes there's actually soloists or duos who then will turn into a DJ later into the night. So you've got the one person uh, doing all of your entertainment, which is fantastic. Some people also, if you just want to save a little bit of dosh, just have their music start at reception 
to which you can have track played at the ceremony through the celebrants' speakers. Absolutely. Celebrants love to use their PA system for music. We'd want to show you how good our PA systems are. Blast those tunes. How do you find, though, I'm wondering, how does the couple find that entertainment that they like? So, wow! How, Georgia? (laughs) As we always circle back to, we love directories. We love social media. We love expos. That's a new one. (laughs) (laughs) And on social media, we can be very, very clever now. And we can look at reels. We can look at TikTok videos. And often when you choose those bands, they might have open nights. Or when you're choosing particular musicians, they will have gigs somewhere else, like in a pub or a club. And that's where you can hear them too. Have you got another idea? Well, I think what's also uh, a great thing to note at this stage where we're booking these these vendors is that you already have three or four vendors booked potentially and they're going to have their own referral lists as well. If you vibe, let's say, with the videographer and you really like, or your photographer or your florist or whatever, and you really like their vibe, it's safe to say that they are going to refer people who are similar to them. Jess and Matt. Jess and Matt. (laughs) I love them. Yeah, right? So, like, Georgia, I love Jess and Matt as well, right? Oh, my gosh. But they're a similar vibe to us, and the reason that we would refer them, because, one, they're fantastic, and, two, we like working with them. Your vendors are going to refer people that they enjoy their work and they like working with, which will ultimately make your day better. There's nothing, I think, stronger of a review than a referral because it's someone who knows and understands and has seen it before. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, so I think referrals are And those people need to band together. To set the vibe for the day. Correct. So if your team really gets along, then, uh, yeah, four points for you. There are so many people I'd recommend. Yeah, so I think it's it's a really great place to rely on is don't be afraid to email your vendors and be like, hey, we're looking for a really great duo. Do you have any ideas? And Georgia will say, Jess and Matt. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard of Jess and Matt. But also people, it depends on where, also people, it does depend are you malfunctioning (laughs) depends it's a hot depends on where you're getting married yeah it depends on whether those people will travel yeah whether those people know that area very well and it comes back to those really key connections and relationships that those vendors might already have with the venue in the area and that all i guess is summed up really nicely in budget is super important Mm. right and you might prioritize if your budget's not going to fit every fantastic vendor that you like because let's be honest the top tier of vendors are going to be the most expensive because you are paying for their experience, for their professionalism, for their work, for their vibe, for everything that they've ever worked for. That's included in their fee. So yeah, they're probably going to be a bit more expensive. Sometimes people will say things like you get what you pay for. And I'm not sure about that because I know that there are big ballpark figures when it comes to, there's no set prices that you will pay for a celebrant or a photographer or a videographer. But I think it comes back to that vendor knowing they're worth that. And that they will be motivated by that price, ensuring that they will deliver a service that is high quality yeah. because they charge the amount that they charge. They value their time. They value the energy, the effort that they're putting into a couple's day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you might have those two vendors side by side and a couple hundred bucks might separate it. And it's like, at the end of the day, does that couple hundred bucks mean that you're going to get someone who you know or believe is going to do a way better job? So is it worth it? So I think we answered that question of what happens after you... Book in a venue and a date and Find what comes vendors, next. Baby. Find those vendors, search, scratch, scrounge, ask people, look, feel, vibe, be rich. 
carpet? Were we doing word association? You didn't get involved. Well, you didn't get involved. You didn't know what you meant by carpet. Slippery sliding to those DMs, folks. At Left On Wed Podcast. Or Left On Wed Podcast at gmail.com or. At Married by Adam. At Georgia Fletcher Celebrant. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you think. Ask questions. Tell us you love us. Say, hey, Adam, nice head. And I'll be like, it's one of my favourites. Georgia, over to you. And also, which vendor would you book next? We said photographer, we said celebrant, we dabbled in musicians, we're biased over celebrants, but which vendor would you book next? That's the big question that we might answer in another topic for next week. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate you. And if you want to hear and see more, follow us on the socials. We are at Left On Wed Podcast on TikTok, on YouTube. There are full video episodes and on Instagram. There sure are. If you've got questions, you've got comments, ideas for topics, slide on into the DMs. But you can also inquire about our celebrant services by finding... Adam on Instagram and TikTok at Married by Adam. That's me. You can find me at Georgia Fletcher Celebrant. And if you are itching to tell people about this, please do. But you can leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on. Tell people how much you love it. Five stars only. Thank you. That's all we will accept. We'll see you next time. Left on Wed is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay respects to the elders past and present. We, Adam and Georgia, acknowledge our First Nations people's continuous connection to culture and the importance of storytelling.